2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, we're mainly going to be focusing on verses 14 to 17, but so you can get at least a little taste of the context, I'll start reading just in verse 12. I'll hear the word of God. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God endures forever. There's, there's only one instruction that Paul gives out to Timothy in the, in the verses that we just read. There's more motivation. There's a lot of motivation in it and, and explanation to it, but he gives just, just one instruction it's very simple, uh, though very important. He says simply, uh, continue. That's the instruction. That's what he's to do, uh, to continue uh, in the word that you have known uh, for many times and experienced the goodness of, uh, continue in uh, the word of God. In other words, keep going. Uh, don't give up in it. Uh, don't, don't change. Don't try to go another way. Uh, don't quit. Don't look for a new strategy or a new gimmick uh, to go along with it. Don't look for something else to add into it to make it enough, uh, but continue. I continue in the word. Now, that's the kind of instruction that, that you don't give unless the situation requires it. Uh, unless otherwise you would be tempted uh, to, go, to go another way, to rely on uh, something else. So it's a situation for Timothy and and easily uh, for us, I think all of us are, are aware of the tendency to neglect the word. Um, even long-standing, mature Christians, uh, it almost feels to me sometimes like it's universal. You may read the word a little bit. You may read the word a lot. But, but almost all Christians, as you talk to them for a while, would say, I don't read it as much as I intend to. I keep finding that there's things that get in the way, that, that sometimes I'm neglecting uh, the word, even though I think it's so rich and so valuable. Um, that can be the, uh, the one-year Bible plan. You know, you're going to read through the Bible in a year. It quickly turns into the one-month plan. Of, I got to Leviticus. Uh, maybe next year I'm going to come back and, and read another month of this. Uh, the community Bible reading, and then sometimes finding that it's, that it's more rare to get to it than not. And just wondering why that is. Or sometimes starting to back away from, from church altogether in context of being in the Word. Uh, maybe it doesn't always look like that. Uh, sometimes it looks like continuing just as much or more so in a regular practice of exposure to the Word, um, but, but expecting less from it, uh, not expecting so much from it anymore or relying on it uh, less. So, so Paul goes on here. He's motivating Timothy to continue in the word. And what he said is, is also to motivate us uh, to continue uh, in the word, to rely on it, to continue to expect uh, more and more from it. 
The first uh, verse of this chapter, Paul's talking more about the context in which he's writing to Timothy. Uh, He says, in these last days, there will be difficulty. He goes on to talk all about that and can relate to plenty of the things that he says there. Uh, But times are still hard. There's still struggles uh, personally within your own life, uh, outside pressures that, that push in on it. And there he says, uh, even despite the good one, things are hard, continue in the word. There's where our strength comes from. Verse 13 that we read right before the part we're focusing on. He also mentions this: uh, those who are, who are deceiving and being deceived. And I'll, I'll just put it this way. Uh, that still, in, the circumstances, in difficult circumstances, uh, false promises are everywhere. Right? Uh, false promises are everywhere offering you a better way, uh, an easier way, a less, a less costly uh, way to, a, to an easier, maybe a quicker result. And Paul uh, focuses us on the word and says, continue. Continue in what God has given uh, for you. Really, this passage is answering uh, for us the question, uh, why would you continue in the word? Uh, Why would you continue to expect more and more from it? Maybe that's a why do you? Uh, Maybe that's a a why don't you? Maybe it's a why uh, don't you uh, more, but the passage helps to to motivate us in that. Uh, It takes up, uh, we'll we'll take up that answer in kind of three parts as we go through uh, the passage here. We'll look at at the ending, uh, the means, and the source, okay? That's just how we'll break it up as we go through it. Maybe for you, you're kind of like Timothy when he, say, when he says, hey, come back to these things that you've known for so long. Maybe, maybe for you, you've had great experience through the word. You've seen the value of scripture shaping you over the course of your life. And it's worth uh, sitting back and remembering that and basking in it sometimes and, and setting up that, that uh, reminder and going to it that here's a place that has been a source in the past. But maybe you're not like that. Uh, Maybe scripture is very new to you. Maybe you're a new Christian. Maybe you're still exploring uh, the faith. And here the same question is, why would you come to the word? Uh, Why come to the word and why continue in it? Uh, What does God uh, give us here? So first of all, let's look at the the ending. Usually you start at the beginning of a section and and go through it that way. Uh, But I want to do that. I want to start at the the last verse that that we read and kind of move backwards uh, through the passage uh, to a degree. Instead of starting at the beginning, I'll look at the end because the ending here is telling us, uh, it's telling us the end, it's telling us the goal, uh, it's telling us the purpose, it's telling us the result uh, that is brought about through continuing uh, in God's word. Right? Because you only keep going if, if you know that it's going to lead you to somewhere good. You only keep going if you know uh, that it's worth it. And verse, verse 17 is, uh, is very encouraging for us. In some ways, verse 15 as well is that it will make you wise for salvation. But verse uh, 17, that the man of God may be competent or complete, uh, equipped for every uh, good work. Uh, it, is a, it is a beautiful uh, picture of, of competence and ability and proficiency, uh, ready to be able to do that, that, uh, that what God's uh, work does, it builds us uh, to uh, this future pictures, uh, just capable and ready to handle whatever comes and all that God would call us to. It's, it's great to get to a good ending, uh, to find a great ending. Maybe that's uh, the great ending, getting to the end of a book, finishing a book and seeing how it all fits together. Able to analyze uh, the whole. Uh, uh, maybe that's uh, finishing a task, being able to check it off, 
Uh, you accomplish something, it's done, you don't have to come back to it, and you can feel good about it. Sometimes that's just finishing a prod- project, right? And then be able to look back, and maybe it's just like the lawn is mowed now. <laughs> and I can look at it, and I can enjoy that. Or, or something that you've set up, and now you get to just enjoy the fruit of your labor. It can just be finishing a meal. Feels good, right? If it's a good meal, just relax uh, and enjoy it. Or, or even just uh, getting to the end and finishing a day. And you get to go to sleep, uh, and you get to rest. Well, here the ending that the passage talks about, that what's finished as the passage pictures it through the word uh, is you. Uh, you getting to the ending, to the finished product of God's word having shaped you so that you are ready for what all he calls you to, ready for how he leads you, uh, reflecting uh, the image of Jesus. Uh, it, it encourages us uh, to, to imagine the ending, the result that we want, uh, that Christ wants, that God's wants, that his uh, word uh, builds in us and is capable of producing uh, in us. So it gives us a little bit more about that in verse, verse 15, right? What's part of this ending? Uh, it's that it'll be, it'll, it's able to make you wise uh, for salvation, uh, for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Uh, that it takes it to the complete ending and says it's already set. It's already taken care of. It's already there in fullness to you, for you. You're assured of that ending. It's not, uh, he's not trying to manipulate you that if you do enough, if you follow along enough, if you're in the word well enough, then you'll get there. Say, no, this is what God's word, gospel uh, promises and offers and secures by the work of Jesus. The end of salvation, the fullness of it, uh, being rescued, being rescued from our, ourself, uh, where our own plans would take us, being uh, uh, rescued from our selfishness, stuck in bad patterns, uh, and, and offending God by the sins that we sometimes love more than we show love to him. Uh, rescued from uh, deserting God to go our own way, uh, but finding that he hasn't deserted us, that he has sent his son and come after us to call us back into himself, into his fellowship, coming, covering over our sins. Uh, rescued from the brokenness of the world. So we're not left to write our own ending, uh, to hope the story will come out uh, well enough, that Jesus has done enough for us, uh, that in his death he has assured us that the grave is not the ending, that there's more. Uh, And his resurrection is the promise of hope, of the perfect ending, of the perfect eternal ending through what he has done for us. But, but not just uh, the full and future of salvation, but also now while we're waiting for that fullness of salvation. Uh, he, he talks about how the word affects us now, that we are, that the man of God is made competent uh, or made complete or thoroughly equipped. The idea is being uh, uh, capable, uh, finished out and ready for whatever's required. Finished out for every uh, good work. Uh, we, we love to feel uh, proficient, uh, and, and capable uh, to be told a uh, good job, um, even just to be valued and, and good at something. That can simply be that, that someone else looks at you and they're like, this is my best friend. They care about me and they know me and that matters. And you're like, oh, we're, we're close, we're tight. This, I have worth to them. Uh, it can be simple things like being uh, um, 
I'm getting you know, getting the uh, never got one of these. Not not hinting for for any of these, but the the uh, world's best dad, you know, the world world's best mom uh, cup or something. But you go like, oh, okay, okay, that was I was valued in this. Or or the employee of the month in my neighborhood, they even give like yard of the month. We've never gotten that either. <laughs> but, but these little little short things, they tell something like, oh, we want this sense of of sufficiency uh, and value, um, and it feels good. Um, and scripture brings us to that point. It doesn't tell you how to be the best mathematician. And it's not there to make you uh, the best airplane pilot that you could be, but it equips you. It makes you ready and finished out uh, for every good work, everything that God requires of you, what is right, what is good, what is just, in every circumstance and in every conversation. That's what the word is able to equip you for and to bring out of you, uh, which is incredible. Um, that we would love to be able to accomplish the tasks set before us. And here that's, that's devotional life before God that we always are, are loving him and pouring ourselves out for him, uh, but also concerned about everyone else around us. Uh, and not just what works out in our favor, what works out for the people close to us and that we care about, and, and the whole of justice just within our society. It makes us ready and it's continuing to equip us for those things. And not just so we can be like, look, I've got the mug, or I've got the t-shirt, or I've got the sign in my yard. Uh, but because our desire is not just for ourselves, but to please God, for the opportunity uh, to love and serve him, that's where it motivates us. That's the ending that we want. Uh, it's a great result. It's a great purpose. Uh, we, we spend too much time uh, kind of being mad at ourselves for not being that enough. It's not where this passage is bringing you. But it's saying the word is what really does continue uh, to build you toward that uh, vision of, of who you can be, of being uh, fully who God uh, is making you after the image of Christ. And the ending uh, is a great ending. It's the ending that we want. Uh, but, it, but it comes through a process that, that maybe we don't always uh, like. And he brings us uh, to the process that there's a, there's a lot that it takes to get there for us. Uh, so secondly, I want us to look at the means uh, to the end. So we're backing up a little bit on the passage to verse 16 in particular. Uh, the ending uh, that we want, but maybe secondly, the, the means that we don't. What I mean by that is the, the means are still great. The means of how scripture works in you uh, is great and encouraging, but they're also, it's also far more costly. Uh, and it's worthwhile for us to uh, count the cost as we uh, move toward that, or, or else we don't continue it. Or else the one-year month becomes a one-year plan becomes a one-month plan. All right. So, so for me, as I've I've uh, looked at this more, kind of two metaphors keep keep pulling up into my mind of what it's like for the means of Scripture uh, to work in us. Um, and, and one is the metaphor of of a, a physical therapist. And maybe you've broken a bone, uh, or had some other uh, major injury, and then you have to spend time uh, week after week or month after month uh, with a physical therapist to, to, to regain the full function or full motion or to be able to regain the, the use of your body the way that you want it to work. Um, and as folks I've talked to have gone through that kind of thing, it's, it's not the part of your week that you look forward to. It's not the part of your day that you look forward to. Uh, it's painful, uh, and it hurts. And you value it, and it's worth it because you want what it, you want the health that it's bringing you to, uh, but it, but it's hard to go through it. 
There's a sense in the way that this passage talks about uh, that we're to look at Scripture kind of like that, recognizing that it's taking us through what might feel like a painful process in times, but that's building us toward the health that we need. The other metaphor uh, for me is, is thinking about uh, Scripture in terms, of, um, in terms of going to a counselor. Going to a counselor can, can be great. I think it's a really, really good thing. Uh, sometimes, it, sometimes it feels great to have someone who, who, under, who will listen and understand and, and get and value what you're going through and be able to speak into your life. It is, it is huge because of that. But we also sometimes avoid counseling, starting the counseling or going back to counseling, uh, because it can also feel really difficult. Uh, that, it, that it feels like digging into to this closed room or closet that you haven't wanted anyone to be able to get into. And that everything there, even the open door, feels like it hurts. Uh, and so to then so to then to openly come intentionally into a conversation where, where that's what's being pried into and asked about um, is, is, is taxing. It can be emotionally draining. It is hard work at times to go to counseling and continue in counseling, even though it's worth it, uh, even though there's a great health uh, that benefits uh, from it. I think it's similar things here uh, for the word, that the means are great and they build health in us, but maybe we don't always like the, the way that it comes. Right, here's the, the words that it talks about here. It's, it's useful. Right, scripture is useful. It is profitable. It is beneficial for you. It's healthy uh, for uh, teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. I used to read those words and I'd go, this is great. This is good. What scripture is able to do. Maybe not the reproof part. Right, That still sounds like a little, little sharp. But generally I was like, oh, this is a good thing. Um, and, and the more... The more that the word has worked in me, uh, the more I recognize that I don't like what those words imply about me. I don't like what those words imply about, about what I need. Right? Because what does it say? Now I'll just take it one, one by one there. Uh, for teaching, that's great. It's good to be taught. Uh, good, to, good to learn more. I want to extend and have a better grasp over everything. Uh, but, but what does it imply about me? That I'm ignorant that I don't know. I like to already know. I like to already have the grasp of it. It is difficult to like come into a situation of not knowing and have to move further into that. Uh, and if you've forgotten what that's like, just try to learn a new language uh, or sit in the context of that language is being spoken uh, all around you and the kind of patience it takes to, to be able to have a grasp of anything that's going on or know how to communicate the simplest things. It's like, oh, I wish I just already knew. Uh, scripture takes us and it, and it brings out that ignorance, but it teaches us what we don't know, what we, what we need to know. We have to come to Scripture acknowledging our ignorance. And then there's reproof, which already has a little bit of sharpness, right? But, but at least it's an obscure enough word that we don't always use reproof enough, right? Um, but then I look at it and I'm going, okay, what is this apply, implying about me? It's saying, I'm wrong, <laughs> I'm wrong. I don't have it right. I don't, uh, I'm not getting it right. And when do we ever want to be shown that we're wrong or, or told that we're wrong or have that brought out? That's part of what scripture is doing for you. And, and it takes some of that like, okay, intentionality then to move into it because you don't want to just stay stuck in that place. 
I mean, it has to be exposed and then, and then brought out of it. Um, that it's needed, that we can't even see where we're wrong and we need that to be brought out uh, for us. Right? Not, not only do I not know, but even some of the things that I value that I thought, surely this is right. <laughs> wrong answer. Like, really? We need scripture uh, to bring us through that. What if a doctor has to uh, expose a wound in order to, to clean it and, and apply the right bandage for it to be healed? It's not the process you want to go through, uh, but we need that. We need the healing that reproof brings. So, so these first two kind of focus more about our, our understanding, our perspective, maybe the mindset, uh, but also moves on. The scripture never leaves us there just to get the right view of everything. I was always calling us in response and action. Uh, scripture is developing is how we live. It's hard, hard enough to just know rightly. Uh, it's much harder to, to live rightly, uh, to live well, and to, to, to live those things out. And the second two uh, kind of bring that out for us a little bit more. Um, correction. Right? It talks about correction. Uh, getting us to have the right response or, or the right behavior. What's that implying about me? Uh, that I can't. <laughs> Uh, that I can't do it or I'm not doing it. Uh, I'm not doing it right. Uh, it implies failure. I was hoping to avoid being confronted with it all. Um, right? The, the more, the, so when, we, when we can't uh, do something, that's generally what we avoid. Right? If, you're, if you're choosing which sport you're going to play or even which conversation you're going to have, it tends to be the things that you're, that you're good at, that you're able uh, to, to do well. Uh, but we're not able to do correctly without Scripture's constant influence in our life, uh, redirecting us and correcting us. Um, it's not just about, about understanding what it means to love people or realizing the wrong ideas that we have about it, but, but go and give of yourself to all the people around you. Look and see their needs and realize that their needs matter just as much as your own needs. And say, what do I have that I, how can I serve the way Christ has served me? How can I let that come out to others? A lo loving God with our whole self. And generally scripture just brings me to realize that, nope. Uh, I, I want to love God more. And here's these ways where I'm still holding back and looking to other things. Now, now, it's also helping you make real progress in that seeing who God is, loving him for what he has uh, done, making your heart uh, long for it more, not just because you're forced to or because you're supposed to, but thankful that you get to uh, respond to God in love and thankfulness and gradually growing in that. And if teaching and reproof and correction weren't enough, then there's, then there's training, Right? Training always sounds great, right? To keep being, to go through uh, training. Training in righteousness implies that we still need a lot of practice. Uh, we're not uh, there yet. You don't get it right the first time. You get it right the second time. You don't get it right the, the 50th time. Uh, so we're to keep training. Uh, keep practicing over and over and learning. It can be hard to take the, the posture of, uh, of the trainee Right, the, the first couple of weeks on the job and you're the new guy and you're going through orientation and you, you don't know. Uh, it's kind of awkward uh, spot to be in. Or even if you think about it on the other side, even as you, as you grow in competence and proficiency, do you stop training? 
Think about like professional athletes, right? Because they've gotten to such a peak area of performance, they don't then stop training. Uh, but training becomes more and more of what their time is uh, spent in, uh, exhaustively pushing themselves again and again to the limits, trying to achieve uh, more and keep themselves able to perform at that peak. It's an exhausting and rigorous routine. We're to keep coming back to Scripture uh, for more training, recognizing the need for more help, for deeper and fuller change that's more thorough. Because it's a training in righteousness. Not just in like being more right, uh, but the caring about what God's value, values. I've seen that in yourself. I've seen that in society. Right? Righteousness and justice. Uh, and sometimes it feels like we are so far adrift from even being able to grip uh, what uh, justice is and what it looks like, uh, or even working through justice, realizing that there are uh, deep layers in our own life and our society about the uh, deep layers of injustice piled up on one another. What's even the right way to, to move into this? It's hard. It takes training. And Scripture is training you in that, uh, training you in righteousness. Now you, can, you can take all four of those things and kind of sum them up, uh, think of it this way, in terms of repentance. Uh, there are just four steps in, in the process of repentance. If you want to put it with verse 15, you see all together the means it is faith and repentance. It's always looking outside of ourselves to Christ and turning from our reliance for God uh, moving uh, through us. And I don't want you to hear me wrong as I'm kind of drawing out those implications that feel a little harsh. Um, right? You're ignorant. Uh, you, you're wrong. You, you can't do it and you need a whole lot more practice. Uh, but, but scripture is not the, the mean coach just like yelling at you to get it together. All right? But it, but it moves into us and moves us along even in all these art areas. Right? It, it's hard to not know. Uh, to be the one in the class that, that doesn't get it and feels behind. And it is so good when there's a teacher who, who sees that and is able to come to you and explain things in a way where you can get it, where you can understand and help move you forward. Uh, you find that teacher uh, and you remember their name and you're like, I want to spend more time with them. I love the way that they develop me. It's the way that scripture comes and works with us. It's difficult to be wrong and to not see the ways that you're wrong. When you have a good friend who can see that, they can come alongside you gently and point that out in a way that you can hear so that you don't continue to just walk blindly doing that same thing over and over again. You want to you keep that friend close because you know how beneficial that is. That's what scripture is doing for you. Uh, or the coach uh, that, that sees uh, your potential and wants to develop you uh, and motivate you, uh, who helps you and continues to correct your performance and correct your performance so that you can succeed. Uh, you, you love the way they drive you forward. You love what it's like to have them uh, in your life. Or the, or the personal trainer. I had to get the training side of it. Uh, who doesn't just yell and push, but the person that knows how to motivate you. Motivate you to push and go harder and to push and go harder than you thought you were capable of doing. I'm going to go back to them. That's actually worth being there, worth paying the money to be in this class or to be out with this person. 
Oh, that's scripture. It is able to train you in righteousness. Even when it's hard, continues to develop us more in that way. The words, the means that shapes us more like Christ. But that ends and the means uh, point us back to the source. Uh, so thirdly, uh, the source, the source that we, uh, that we can't. Uh, what I mean by that is the source that we, we can't produce from ourselves. Uh, we can't ignore it, but nor can we uh, replicate it. Uh, the, the source is Scripture, uh, because Scripture is from God himself. So as we come to Scripture, we're coming uh, to the ultimate source of God himself uh, speaking to us. So if we're starting at the end, I want to go back to the beginning uh, there in the way that this says it. And more than that, to go to the source and know how well supplied we are. And even to take that all the way back to the beginning, uh, to, the, to the book of Genesis. Because I'll read through here, and I want to just give you three uh, brief uh, pictures or snapshots of connection uh, here of what the word is. How it's described. Uh, back, to, back to Genesis. In Genesis 1, uh, you get that glorious picture of creation, and, and the Lord God said, let there be light. And then there was light. He just said it, and it happens. And you go all the way through the Genesis 1, and you hear this again and again. God just speaks, uh, and his word has effect. It creates. It brings into existence. And the same thing is still uh, true. Uh, verse 15 says God's word is able to make wise. And able is kind of weak of it. The, the word either, we would get our word dynamite or, or dynamic from the word that's used here for, for able. It is capable. Sometimes we translate it as powerful. Uh, scripture is, is powerful in this sense. Romans 1 talks about it, that the gospel is the power of God for salvation for those who believe. This is what, when you come to the word, it's the source that's able to bring things into existence. Uh, what, what better source could you uh, be looking to than what we have here? The source is able to even bring out a new creation, new resurrection, life of Christ in us that continues. So continue in his word if we see that's the source. Uh, the second picture from, from Genesis 2. Genesis 1, when it talks about the creation of man, God doesn't just say, uh, let there be people. And then there are people. No, it, it focuses in on that more. Uh, there's an intimacy of it. Like God says, let us make man in our image. And so Genesis 2 kind of focuses in on that picture of God's uh, creation of, of humanity. And 2.7 says this, The Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living uh, being. Uh, that's how it, how it speaks of us for it here. So, so the living, so that being alive uh, as a person depends on God breathing into us. And what does this passage say about the word? Uh, that all scripture is, is breathed out by God. It is life-giving from God coming fully and ultimately from him. Uh, that we have life uh, spiritually by God breathing into us his life uh, through the word as the ultimate source. Uh, that it is, is less that God has, has breathed into the word so that it's inspired uh, in that sense, uh, but more in the sense of God, God uh, that it's, it's the very breath that carries out God's word uh, to us. 
his life, uh, his, his greatness to us, what we need. The scripture is the very word from God emanating from him. That The spirit is always working with the word. So we are confident in the source, a confident in what God is able to do from it because God is breathed out by God. And then thirdly, uh, Genesis 3 gives us a different picture. When Eve is considering uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, and it says that she's, she's thinking about it. She's, she's looking to see, uh, she's, she's had God's word that says not to touch this, but now the serpent has come and, and tested her and tempted her and say, are you actually missing out on something? Uh, and so she looks at the tree to, to evaluate it. Um, and the language, the words are a little bit different here, but I think the ideas overlap from what we see about scripture here. She evaluates it. And what's the question that she's asking? Is this, is this healthy? Is this beneficial? Is this useful for me? Will eating of this thing be, be profitable, to use the word of our passage, be profitable to me? Genesis 3 says that she saw that the tree, as her, her estimation, that it was good for food, a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise. She was concluding, uh, like, like we do anytime we break God's commandments, that this is actually what is useful and, and better for me. We're told that what's actually useful, helpful, and beneficial uh, is the word of God, is scripture. It's what God has said to us. So, so coming to scripture, we're continuing in scripture, is like trading out uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for the tree of life instead. Uh, saying instead of having my own way and going after just what I want or my inclinations being filled and thinking that that's what's most beneficial, uh, being reshaped, that following what God says, his desires, what's actually most satisfying and most fulfilling and most beneficial, the word of God, uh, that all scripture is the source that we need that we can't make for ourselves and can't ignore or replicate, that life comes from him. Brings me back to the disciples talking with Jesus when he said some hard sayings, and a lot of the people uh, depart uh, from him, and he says to the 12, and what about you? I say, Lord, to, to whom would we go? You have the words of life. The source is here. The source that leads us through those means that may be difficult to produce health and lead to the great end of salvation and being a complete and ready in God. It may not be the most exciting instruction to be told, uh, continue. I mean, like, can't, can't you bring a little bit more to it, maybe dress it up a little bit differently, uh, add some kind of gimmick to it, some exciting mystery? But, but Paul just says, uh, continue. And we're just reminded uh, to continue uh, because to add all that else would be to miss the point that the simple truth and the simple truth of the word is always enough for you uh, to keep you going, uh, to make you ready, to make you uh, complete. We've been to a lot of cross-country races lately, uh, in the middle of cross-country uh, season uh, for some of you. And uh, it always feels a little bit different to me cheering at a cross-country race. You always cheer for everyone as they go by, but cross-country, you're, you're, it doesn't have so many of those like, great sports moments that you think of in a lot of other. There's still the foot race at the end. It's like 30 seconds, right? 
What's the other part of the race? They're just, they're just running. There's not that point where you're like, great pass, good play. You won the point. Like, here this happened. And so these runners come by, and we're excited for them, and you're, and you're clapping as they come by, and you're like, good job. All right. Uh, keep, keep going. Uh, keep, keep pushing. Um, essentially, just, just keep running. You're running. Keep running. Keep doing that. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Uh, continue. Recognize that what you're doing is hard. And you're putting out, pushing out and your body's wanting to go, stop, stop. And you're still going. So, so keep going. Uh, and, and continue to come to the word, to continue in it, to persist and to push forward, to see how God strengthens you uh, for every good work. And if you're in the word, good job. I keep going. I take it up more, dig into it more. What you're doing is hard and it's worth it. But you're made competent only by means of the word. God has given it to us.